Hi, I'm Mike Chen, author of Star Wars Brotherhood, and I legitimately really hate sand. You're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Hello there. A Utini Podcast Network production. Good soldiers follow orders. Episode 213, What is Your Star Wars? I may fail, you may fail. But there is no try. On this episode, the doors to the Utini Academy are now open. The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. What did you buy on May the 4th? Rule number one. Never carry anything you don't control. And the Utini crew talks about what Star Wars means to them and the fans. This is a ship that made the castle run in 14 parsecs. 12! And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Living Force of Utini Network podcast, all about what you, yes, you, are loving about Star Wars right now. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight on this night of celebration and hopefully playoff victory is the full cast and crew who are not currently on the wider strike. Uh, we are not part of the WGA here at Utini, but we do support them. Starting off, though, is the man in the scrubs and the man with the view. It's Dr. Corey Helton from an unknown location. Hey, buddy. An unknown location. The same unknown location that I frequently appear at, which is Lenore, North Carolina. Hello, everyone. I well, am, now it's uh, known. I know. Now it's known. It's okay. You can come find me if you want. If, there, if we have a listener from Lenore, North Carolina, that would blow my mind. If you're a listener from Lenore, North Carolina, you should tell us. And, we, and you're feeling sickly. Uh, go tell them your Corey. hotel room, Corey. 325. <laughs> Live on the air. 325. Oh Don't hey, man, me, if you want to see Corey's hourly rate in person, make sure you schedule a time to get examined. <sighs> yeah. Hey, man, cool. how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Um... I feel like I missed last week, but I don't think I did. Was I there last week? I was here last week. Right? Yes, yeah. you were, yes, Corey, you were there. It was Physically or mentally? Oh, man. I <laughs> well, don't it's know. because in the week since, you you came and visited us in Charlotte and then I did. Back that is home. the That is the biggest change, yeah. Caitlin and I have been bouncing around the idea about moving to Charlotte, and uh, we dropped everything in the middle of the week and went and visited Eric and Charles, which is hilarious because they only live like an hour and a half away, and it's taken six months for us to do that, even though Eric has been there since December. I don't know why it's taking us so long. It's the first thing we said as soon as we went out to eat. We're like, what are we doing? <laughs> this is right down the road. This, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so anyway, uh, we had a good time. Yeah, well, it was lovely to have you. Um, obviously, we're going to have you a lot more as time goes on. Um, but as you said, it was not just you and me and your fantastic wife and my fantastic partner. It was also the other member of the show who is bravely crossing his fingers and his toes as we watch uh, to cheer on the aforementioned playoff Miami Heat. Dr. Charles Hankel, what's up, buddy? It's me. It's me. That's right. Tonight, I have the game off to the side. Um, so forgive me if I miss a question or two, you know, things might be, things might be getting crucial over here to the side, but I'm doing well. I'm also in recovery mode after this weekend, went to a music festival here in Charlotte on the heels of hanging out with Corey. So it's been a lot of stuff going on recently and, uh, I am not ready for the work week to begin, but I am ready for the show. Well, and see, that's what really matters. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Charles Himkel. You know, That's right. you're him. Himothy. Um, Himothy. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm lying to you, Charles. There's only one him on this show, and he is from the Deep South. He is from the state that is just frankly bigger than ours. Just geographically, um, but the heart that's bigger than ours as well. It's Mr. West Jenkins. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, that is a true fact. Um, <laughs> a true fact? That is a false fact. Uh, yes, Texas is very large, but not as large as Alaska for mm-hmm. you Alaskans out there. Okay. Uh, I remember learning what's that. What's going on? Every, I feel like every kid learns that in elementary school, and it blows your mind for a second. Yes. Maps suck, <laughs> and Alaska looks like a small piece of Canada. It's like, no, it's really massive. Yes. Appreciate um, that, And another, lesson. yeah. And then a weather um, lesson is it's hot as hell down here, <laughs> um, and it's a little cold in Alaska. So if you didn't know... Um, it almost it touched. It felt like it touched over a hundred uh, this weekend, oh my and God. it was like really ninety four or something. But with humidity, it was like a hundred and one. That's awful. So, uh, That's I terrible. was outside too. It was super cool. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what SPF do you uh, use? The heat, the heat wave comes through. I thirty because I'm super pale and I want to get a little browner. Okay. Uh, thirty, but they. They uh, consistently sell the over 100 proof oh at the grocery store. 100 proof. It's just like where proof or 100. Uh, no, I think 100 SPF. proof. I like that. Yeah, like whatever. That. You have to be drunk to yeah. go outside to see <laughs> anyways. Wes thinks he's buying sunscreen. He's actually buying Everclear. Your sunscreens in Texas are bottled in bond. <laughs> oh, well, no matter what you're drinking or what sunscreen you're wearing, we hope you are having a great week as well. Uh, whether you're watching us, listening to us, either way, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, make sure you like this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure that you don't miss a single thing. And if you haven't rated us on your podcast, Catcher of Choice, yet, that's fine. Listen, it's just you and me right now. You don't have to admit it to your friends. You don't have to tell your family. You just got to make it right. Uh, go ahead and submit a review to make sure that more people find the show. We absolutely love that. And a quick thank you to everyone who this past week got to experience the Utini Academy. It dropped on May the 4th. Um, the signups have, frankly, been up far outside our expectations. And it's been pretty amazing. <laughs> um, Corey, any, any quick, uh, more official thank yous you want to give to people who are diving into the Academy uh, this week? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We had a super successful course launch. We had a hundred and something people all sign up uh, the first week, and uh, it's been a blast. We've had a couple get-togethers. Um, we there's a ton of people sharing their stories. I tell you, the most surprising thing I think to me is that there's like I guess I expected because the course is Star Wars Books 101, right? So it's like supposed to get you into Star Wars books. I guess I expected more like new people to Star Wars books. There's a there's a pretty large amount of people who are very experienced that just kind of want that extra edge, I guess. Uh, or maybe they're just doing it to support Utini, or maybe they just want to be part of the community that we have there. But I, I don't know. It's it's cool to see folks from kind of all different walks of their book reading journey, I guess. Uh, that's been really, really cool. So we've gotten really, really good feedback so far. Everyone seems like they're really enjoying it. Um, I can't wait to see how this shapes up. I think we already have plans for more, <laughs> more <Yes>. courses, <laughs> just because it's fun to create and teach and to distill the stuff that we do already at Utini down into like a, a digestible format is really cool. So um, it's been a fantastic launch. Really stoked with that community and uh, excited to see where it goes. Absolutely, and and if you're like uh, some of our friends, like Stephanie in the chat, uh, who hasn't gotten it yet, might do it later in the year. That's just fine. Uh, Corey, that that link. 
Uh, utini.com slash academy is always live, right? That's where people can always go. Um, that's even right. though it's live now, that's yeah. where you can go and, and, and pick it up anytime you want. So that's right. do that. Have some fun. Um, so thank you again to everyone who's done that. Now, we talked about it a little bit here, but let's get back into our little life updates. We've had a couple busy weeks. We haven't gotten to check in as friends here. Um, as Corey said this past week, um, I was very happy. I got to see both Corey and Charles. Um, got to have some dinner, grab some drinks. Um, but also, on a personal note, um, I bought a bunch of stuff on May the 4th. Uh, bought a couple mugs. Shocker. Got back into my Funko <laughs> habit. Anything I've behind you? Yeah, none of these yet. Um, I, I pre-ordered a lot of Funko, so it's not real money, right? It's not. It hasn't been charged my card yet. So, <laughs> oh, oh, Eric. who knows? Um, but most importantly, in my Star Wars life, um, I beat Jedi Survivor this last week. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna have, we're gonna have nice. an episode on that later on. Uh, we're gonna give no spoilers. Plenty of time for folks to play it. Um, but I will say, uh, for my part, I. Absolutely loved it. Um, it in- it improved on really any issue I had with Fallen Order. Uh, I thought some of the story of Fallen Order meandered. I thought some of the mechanics weren't as tight. Um, I had a freaking blast. I-, I think I put like 32, 35 hours in. Um, if you're wondering about how long it takes for a mod, not completionist, but like I found some collectibles. Um, but overall, I was just really blown away. That respawn delivered on everything I wanted them to. So, uh, great job everyone involved in jedi survivor i hope we keep getting more games like this it was just really really a blast just to turn off turn off the brain turn off the world and just be back fully in star wars and i will be honest part of that kind of inspired this episode um because my fire for star wars it had been like simmering on some projects really got ignited again by survivor so uh that was pretty great for me um charles i see you you got some some notes in here, speaking of fire, some heat, some survivor. How, how has your week been? I know you went to your music festival and you're still recovering, but but how, yeah. how are you? Yeah, music festival was awesome. First one ever. Never been to anything like that in my life. Brought a GoPro, going to put together like a little video for it. That was incredible. Heat playoffs have been incredible. They are not even supposed to be here in the second round, and they have a chance to go up 3-1 against the Knicks tonight, so that would be great. Um, I started Jedi Survivor last night, and I had a lot of fun with it. Got it. I got to tell you guys this, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell the entire audience. I'm going to pretend it's just you. I had to turn down the difficulty almost immediately because I was getting my butt kicked by, like, the first boss fight. I was like, holy crap, am I bad at video games? And the answer is yes. (laughs) But I was like, hold on. After I lost for, like, the third time, I was like, I'm here for the story. I'm really not here to say that I beat this game on any difficulty so i turned it down but it's been a lot of fun so far so that's been cool and i recently started path of vengeance as well to get ready for that round table and i have loved it so far i've really 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 enjoyed it so a lot of honestly just wow looking back at my last couple weeks a lot of w's there guys um yeah for real (laughs) i'm happy in retrospect looking back at that it's been a good couple weeks that's good. I, I will say, uh, we mentioned it last week, uh, our Path of Vengeance reviews are up on utini.com and the YouTube channel, and we did publish uh, my talk with Kevin Scott, friend of the show. Um, mm-hmm. Me and Kevin talked about Path of Vengeance, so make sure to check out that interview if you haven't. Also, Charles, I want to say one of the things that I love slash hate about Jedi Survivor was that if you lose enough times, it gives you that tip of like, you can turn down the difficulty in the settings <laughs> menu, and it's just like, oh, thank that's you! awful. I'm aware! 
Thank you, game. And it's like, oh, no, just like if you want. Just if you, I don't know if you're aware. You kind of suck at this. So if you want to make it easier a little bit, you can go to the settings menu. Um, Did you know you don't have to suffer while trying to enjoy yourself? <laughs> and after, after you turn off the game, you get an email reminder Hey, by the way, do you know you can turn down the difficulty? Yeah. Like, EA, what yeah. in the hell? Except it, it, the title is, hey, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, if you turn, turn down your difficulty, everybody. If you like the challenge, that's great. We're getting older. Time is precious. Uh, <laughs> other than, so that's awesome. I love your dubs as well, Charles. A lot, all over life. Uh, Corey, you had that great dub of obviously visiting us. Yeah. Um, and now you're back on a little rotation. How else was your week? What, what were some... Uh, some high points in your week. Yeah, so right before Caitlin and I went to Charlotte, actually sort of what inspired us to go to Charlotte is we, we did this crazy, like, hot and cold therapy thing, like, uh, oh, last right. week. Where yeah. you, like, you go sit in a sauna, and it's, like, 180 degrees. You do that for 15 minutes, and then you take, a like, a 60-degree shower, and then you get in, like, I don't know, like, 55-degree, like, a big bath, like an ice bath, and stay in there as long as you can, like, 60 seconds max, and you do it three times. You take do rounds or whatever. So you get like two hours at this place. And that was weird uh, and awesome and wildly clear-headed. And we went home. And we're like, that was great. You want to drive to Charlotte tomorrow morning? <laughs> so we we did. Um, had a good time hanging out with you guys down there. Um, you know, outside of outside of that, though, as far as video games goes. Uh, I have not spent a lot of time playing uh, Survivor. What I have spent Say a lot it. of time playing is Say Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, no. Okay. Listen, no <laughs> build mode. Dubs. No build mode in Fortnite is so much fun. And like, so I got into this like a week before Star Wars Day, right? May 4th. And then they announced that they're doing a big Star Wars event. So for the entire month of May, it's like kind of Star Wars themed and like... I mean, it checks all the boxes, right? It's free to play. There's a pretty low barrier to entry. The matchmaking system is really good. Fortnite is like the most optimized game on the planet, so basically anybody can play it. And I'm playing as a Star Wars character because, yes, I did spend real money on it. And we've had a blast. Like I've gotten to play with uh, some of my college friends. I've, we, a lot of the folks on the team at Utini have played. Eric, you played with us the other night. Yep. Uh, JG like, in the chat, uh, the yep. three of us, and our buddy Tim we won Jacob like three plays in two. a row. We did. That was uh, it was a hell of a game. We yeah. we think it's because Tim had never played before and he was a brand new player and the matchmaking probably screwed <laughs> it up. But we don't have to go there, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's only because then we did. You even losing. have to say that, Corey? You could have left that out. <laughs> I could have. I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry, Tim. Damn. Well, it's not because he's bad. It's because he's never even installed the game before. So. Yeah, we've had a really good time with uh, with Fortnite it's so lately. Fun. It's super addicting, and I don't know. It, it just feels like a different. It feels more accessible. The new build, the no build thing, is more accessible because yeah. it's more just like a plain old shooter, and there's none of this crazy jumping around and shit. And I don't know. We've had a really good time with that. Uh, I I genuinely think I have more hours in Fortnite in the last two weeks than I have in Jedi Survivor, which is pretty hilarious to be honest. Who are you playing as? What what character are you? So I bought I bought the Anakin package so you get to play as anakin he's got like a backpack and whatever and uh i know a backpack thanks for that detail yeah anakin backpack and he has a a backpack he's a hammer he's a hammer as well it's a funny looking kind of star wars themed hammer and i also bought the little there's a clone trooper pack too and it gives you the 501st um a uh the Coruscant guard and the oh shit what is the oh, 800 and, 803rd what is the what is Kenobi? what are the orange ones charles do you remember those i have no idea 
Do you do you like Obi Wan? I think not it's the that much. I think it's the eight hundred third. I don't know. I can't remember. <clears throat> anyway, somebody will know. Uh, but you play as those two, and if you buy the little, there's like a, a progression, and if you if you play the progression through the month of May, which is free, then you unlock like a character, like a regular clone trooper, I think. But mm-hmm. if you buy it, you also get the Coruscant Guard, which is like five bucks or something. You get the Coruscant mm-hmm. Guard, and you get a second, like, a bunch of achievables, and you unlock Maul if you complete it at the end. So yep. Darth Maul, and you so. get unlock Ahsoka's 332nd. Like. Yeah, exactly. And 212. Sounds That's like it, Aaron Thompson. 212. Thanks, Aaron. Fortnite has totally sucked you <clears throat> in because that whole explanation of what you get or what you paid for is, yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. <clears throat> I, I basically well, said that... with friends is the thing. They're doing it right. I know. Yeah, I, right. I basically said that, like, I just need I just need one skin. I feel like a plebe. And I, I realize this is a trap. I realize the words that I'm saying are coming out of my mouth. But I just, I just wanted one Star Wars skin, basically. And yeah. that's what and I did. Bought I, bought, I bought five. So, you know, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it helps, speaking of the Anakin's package, I bought Padme. Um, uh, to answer JG in the chat, yeah. So I bought the Padme package because I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna buy any. Maybe we'll see if we play. We literally played a match, and then I'm like, hold on, guys. <laughs> we got to the lobby, and then me and Tim back, both bought Padme. Just bought it immediately. Yeah, but also it's because, she has a I, she has she has a hot mode and a normal mode. Yes. <laughs> because you can attack the clone's white outfit and you have the long sleeves, but then you can adjust it and then it becomes the Gene Ocean Arena where it's the midriff and the short she has, sleeve thing. She has she has it genuinely ripped? it's genuinely yes. yeah she's jacked. <laughs> she, it's it's a it's a toggleable midriff yeah. like straight up. And do it's I hilarious. use that version? Of course, no shit, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. She's, I do. She's ripped. Um, I don't I don't know that I've seen anybody actually playing with with with. The regular Sleeves? white shirt, to be honest. Absolutely not. You can't. But yeah, it's really fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm worried about spending more money on it, but it's been fun. I'm glad you had because every once in a while you'll jump into our Slack and be like, "Hey, let's let's do some Fortnite," and it's just it's a great just, time it's to just spend so, like three and a half It's so accessible. Hours. It's so accessible. Yeah. Free to play games truly are the future. I hope more and more game companies like get on board with this because being like, especially like something like Fortnite, because. It's a big download, but still, it's only like thirty or forty gigs. I think when you download it's it, it's like first time. a fifth the size of Jedi Survivor. <laughs> yeah, it is. Jeez. It is. So if like so if, if people are playing and somebody's like, "Hey, I don't have Fortnite download," you can be like, "We'll go install it, and if you have fiber internet, then like we'll play one match, and then you're ready to go." So, like, it works. I love how yep. accessible it is. Sounds so. like Battle. This is like Battlefront two and a half. Right now. Yeah, that's literally how it feels. And it's crossplay. So. We forgot to mention that the yes, crossplay is the such one. a game changer because half of us are on PC, half of us are in PlayStation. Tim was on Xbox. I think you play on Xbox yep. too, right? I play on Xbox for that one, yeah. Yeah. And you can use Discord. So, yeah, big I hope fans. Battlefront does it eventually? That'd be cool. Ugh, Battlefront three, if only. Um, no Wes, you haven't played with us yet. <laughs> but what else were I you doing not. with your besides melting and not playing Fortnite with us? How was your week? <laughs> I have not been playing Jedi Survivor. I purchased it. Haven't I? Okay, so I downloaded it, and then I heard there was a patch, so you had to download that. Yeah, oh, I yeah. haven't downloaded the patch. On PC, yet. you're um, on PC, right? Yeah, right. Um, on Saturday, um, my girlfriend Bethany, her um, her high school coach retired, and we got invited to a um, a brewery where he has a little retirement party, That's and fun. it's an old grain silo, um, like ten minutes from my house. And they just converted it into a brewery. Um, Hell yeah! So they have cool. like it's. And this past week they had Star Wars themed uh, beers. I forgot. I think one was called Hop Solo. 
Nice. Instead oh. of Hansel. <laughs> All right. And then uh, they had like a bunch of themed glasses. I think it was the the owners of that um, brewery were on the glass and on the T-shirts. And they had these tins. And they have all kinds of stuff. I was like, damn, this place is pretty accessible. Yeah. Um, I might have to go back. It, um, it was really neat. But it was also a hundred, so took the in a grain silo. <laughs> was this an air conditioned grain silo or no? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> they had fans, I guess. There was a breeze. It was nice. Um, <clears throat> but after that, um, went to a friend's engagement party uh, that evening. So had a good time meeting, staying, uh, meeting up with some friends that I haven't seen in a while. So nice. um, it was good that. catching up. Nice yeah. drinking beer. Love that man. Good social week for us. I'm feeling good about that. Um. I hope that everyone listening, if you, hey, you know what? Use this moment. Is there some friends that you've been wanting to see for a while, but you haven't, and you've been like us, where like, oh, we'll get to it eventually or something? Shoot off that text tomorrow. Go for a drink. Go for dinner. They're probably free. They probably are. Um, you sound like, and if you pay, they'll say yes. <laughs> so you sound like Delilah More than likely. on the radio. Do you guys know who that is, Delilah? I know. Hey there, Delilah. There's a there's a there's a famous radio Delilah Dawson. in the in the in the South that uh, is on a bunch of different radio stations. Sometimes they're Christian, sometimes they're not. And she's like, you know what? She gets really close to the mic and she goes, just just call that person in your life. You know that person that you've been thinking a lot about, and and they they've just been they've been on your mind lately. Just reach out. Just reach out and say hello. You never know where that's going to lead. It could just add add so much value to your life. <laughs> she just talks like this in the radio. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Um, and then she's like, and now for some more Snoop Dogg. That's right. <laughs> Gin and juice. Um, all right. Let me uh, – well, here. I'll tell you this. Multiple um, people in the chat have recognized who Delilah is. Knows, oh, my God. Every, oh, my God. Everyone knows Delilah, and I know I'm for a fact you. all these people live in different places. <laughs> that's, that's That's hilarious. All right, well, here, we'll do this next segment, like, here, Wes, Wes if you want to pull in. Mm. Sure, sure, sure. All right. Um, I want to take a second here to say a, a quick thank you to uh, <laughs> everyone over at patreon.com slash utini uh, for helping us out here. And if you've been wondering when you're going to jump on the Patreon bandwagon, you know, tomorrow, jump on that. Send that message. Make that deposit. And join our members uh, to get everything that Patreon can give you, including exclusive shows and content. Uh, but really, just thank you all. For helping us out and keep an eye out because we got a Patreon event coming your way at the end of the month. All right, now it's time for a Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Go! It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Too often I forget people listen to this with air, with like earpods in, and I'm so sorry to all of you because I I, I just vary so so jo- much. Join Eric's cult. It's it's starting <laughs> up that. in a couple weeks. Utini.com/slash/cults. <laughs> um, it's coming. Uh, so today on the Star Wars Weekly Roundup, we're going to hit a couple pieces of Star Wars news, including one piece of news we didn't get to last week because it was a roundtable week, and that is regarding the next Star Wars book we're getting, I think, in July, Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade by, you guessed it, Delilah S. Dawson, not from the radio. Um, we did finally get the book copy, which is kind of an expanded summary for the book. And I just want to go through it with you guys because we really don't know much about this book. We haven't heard basically anything up until this point. I mean, it is still over two months away from release, so I get it. That's fine. Um, but I want to go over this book copy and kind of get your guys' vibe and how we're feeling about it. So, Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade, goes like this. Padawan Iskatakaris has dedicated her life to traveling the galaxy alongside her master, learning the ways of the Force to become a good Jedi. So far, so good. 
Despite Iscat's dedication, peace and control have remained elusive, and with each setback, she feels her fellow Jedi grow more distrustful of her. Already uncertain about her future in the Jedi Order, Iscat faces tragedy when her master is killed and the Clone Wars engulf the galaxy in chaos. So far, everything we know. Now, a general on the front lines contributing to that chaos, she is often reminded, trust in your training, trust in the wisdom of the Council, trust in the Force. Yet, as the shadows of doubt take hold, Iskat begins to ask questions that no Jedi is supposed to ask. Questions about her own unknown past, questions the Jedi Masters would consider dangerous. As the years pass and the war endures, Iskat's faith in the Jedi wanes. If they would grant her more freedom, she is certain she could do more to protect the galaxy. If they would trust her with more knowledge, she could finally cast aside the shadows that have begun to consume her. When the Jedi Order finally falls, Iskat seizes the chance to forge a path of her own. She embraces the salvation of Order... Or, sorry, she embraces the salvation of Order 66. As an Inquisitor, Iskat finds the freedom she has always craved to question, to want. And with each strike of her red blade, Iskat moves closer to claiming her new destiny in the Force, whatever the cost. Sounds pretty rad. It sounds pretty <laughs> it, it sounds like it's got elements of, like, the Bane series, right? Exactly Where, like, what I was you thinking. See, yeah. yeah, you see someone go from... I mean, in this case, a Jedi, that wasn't the case for a Bane, but you just see someone walk further and further down that kind of dark path. And there's something just weirdly alluring about seeing someone go through that journey. I mean, hence mm. Anakin, right? But yeah, um, so I find this I find this very interesting. The thing that I would say is what made Bane not just a good series, but like a stand up and throw your paper back against the wall because that was so awesome and then go pick it up and keep reading was that he was so full Sith. Like, he was so yeah. bad. He was so yeah, dark. He was true. so, like, up to the last pages of that book. What's interesting about the Inquisitors is that we haven't really seen one make a huge impact unless you want to say the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels or if you want to say, I guess I shouldn't spoil anything from Jedi Fallen Order, but the main Inquisitor from Jedi Fallen Order Outside yeah. of that, I've been a little bit underwhelmed by them because they seem to get foiled pretty easily. No one has seemed all that powerful, powerful or all that, all that strong. So I'm hoping this is different. Like we don't, we don't know this Inquisitor, right? This isn't a named brother or or sister, I guess, as the case is. Yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly, I believe she was seen in like the background panel of a comic at one point. Okay. Um, anyone in the chat? I, I'm sure. I don't, know, I don't think Jacob's here, but I'm sure people in the chat. If you know, let us know. But like, not in in a meaningful way. In a way that she's actually been part of other stories. That is correct. Right. So, see, I'd like. I guess they could go somewhere with it um, that we just haven't seen before. But I would like to see this Inquisitor really matter. I think it'll be fun to see the journey, but I want to see it. You know, I want to see something amount from her becoming an Inquisitor. Yeah. I like that. Um, in, in our Utini Discord, where um, our, our buddy Tom over at Penguin Random House Worlds, almost said the other brand, at Penguin Random House Worlds uh, mentioned, um, said, this is not just a day in the life of an Inquisitor book. It's the life of a Jedi that becomes an Inquisitor book. Mm. And that's what I like about this copy is that it, it takes us through time. I'm, I'm a big fan of kind of not one-off books, but books in Star Wars that really encapsulate a lot of time. Like Plagueis, for instance, right? Bane, obviously, again, we keep giving comparisons. But a lot of the dark side books take place over, like, years of life and really show you the evolution of a character. 
And I'm really hoping this book allows us to do that. I want to see Iskat go from, like, the Padawan and have that time and start to think. And then go through the Clone Wars. And, and again, that, that phrasing, the salvation of Order 66. Like, taking that moment and flipping it as a release, as a freedom, as opposed to the terror we've seen is so fascinating. And then how much further do we get to go? So I really hope it expands a timeline. You know what I mean? And I'm sure Trevor's head will explode if this book <laughs> takes place over multiple years, um, which is what it sounds like it does. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's always – I think we really like living Order 66 <laughs> just over and over and over again. It's classic. <laughs> it hurts so, so good. Yeah. I mean, every time they show it, it's just – we learn more about it. It's just, it's just more and more of a rich story, so – this is cool. It's cool seeing a uh, bad guy for once. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. And hey, Delilah S. Dawson, it's been a while since she's been back. Um, you know, very famously did Phasma, uh, which is one of those that every time it's brought up, it's underrated. like, oh, yeah, Phasma. Super oh, yeah. underrated. Everybody yep. Everybody should read Phasma. It's really, really good. Yeah. That's why I, I think that the, Phasma might be my favorite of, like, the – like the first wave of canon books, you know what sure, I mean? Sure, like, totally, totally. Like there just weren't a lot of canon books there, and everybody blew right over Phasma. I used Phasma as the prototype for the Utini box. Do you guys know that? I remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah. They get you that timeline. My God. Know. When uh, we first were experimenting with what, <laughs> yep. uh, what the, when we were selling books uh, back in the day, we were experimenting with what to do, and uh, it was about the time that Phasma came out, so I used mm-hmm. that like to choose a color scheme of the first magazine and stuff like that. It was... That's funny. So, wow. value, of course. I, I hadn't even read all it that. either. That's the funny part. I hadn't read Phasma at that point. <laughs> I, just, I, was, I just used it. I was lucky. Used it as a, as a marketing tool. <laughs> I yeah. don't think I read it for like a year after that. And I was like, you know, I should probably read this. <laughs> and, and I got to think, like, I, I think Delilah S. Dawson, I don't know if she was the first, but she was one of our first interviews, too. And I actually I, I missed it because timing got messed up. Uh, but we talked to her. Obviously, we're going to get her back for this book, so so stay tuned. Um, but she's been doing a lot of great stuff since. So very excited to, to see what this is. I, I think Inquisitor Redemption has been a big thing lately, too. Maybe they go that way. But like you said, Charles, it would be really cool to just – I mean, not that we want to like glorify murderers, people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it, <laughs> But it's a part of Star Wars. And, like, this is an evil organization. So it would be really cool to see – Stay tuned. Uh, that book is coming out on July 18th. Two other things I just want to touch on here. Um, May the 4th was last week. As we said, it was very fun. A lot of folks had a good time. A lot of merchandise was sold. Some of it bought by some of us. Who's to say? Um, but two very important pieces of Star Wars got released. And two, uh, I think I could pretty safely say, are off the beaten path. Number one was season two of Star Wars Visions. And the other was the first chunk of season one of the Young Jedi Adventures, uh, all on Disney+. And these are animated projects that, for kind of very different reasons, may not touch the usual Star Wars crowd. Um, We talked about Star Wars Visions Volume 1 back when it was released, way back in the day. And I know we've all been busy, um, but I want to ask you guys, has any of you guys touched uh, Visions Season 2 yet in the last week? It, like, just came out. Not yet. Nope. Nope, not me either. Fair. Um, I had to schedule. I literally had to put it in my work schedule to watch them. I watched the first four before work on Wednesday. And I will say um, a lot of folks I've been seeing online um, and stuff agree. Let us know in the chat if you agree 
I think as a whole, they uh, the average is higher than season one. And I like season one a lot, but I think the care, the animation specifically in season two is just on another level. It's mm-hmm. all crazy different from each other. You know, season one, we had a lot of like anime-esque, really cool stories, but they were, some of them were, were decently similar. Season two, each studio is really taking their own way with it. Um, they're all completely different from each other. And I'm just really enjoying the stories. Um, again, I think we'll do a deeper retrospective of it once we all have time to kind of watch it, check it out a bit. But it's been really heartening to see everyone kind of really fall in love with it. Um, and even within our team, we've had a lot of folks that have already finished the whole thing and ranked them. And the rankings are, are all different, which is also super fun. So I'm really looking forward to watch watching the end of season two. And I will say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you guys didn't wake up at 6 a.m. and watch Young Jedi Adventures on Wednesday. Am I right? Am How I right? How dare you assume I, I, <laughs> that we're not willing to do that? I mean, I You're didn't, but just that's kind of rude to assume. <laughs> yeah, I started um, I started the first episode, and we, we talked about the trailers for it when it came out, right? When we were watching the trailers mm-hmm. and the shorts, and we're like, nubs. well done, they know their audience. That's nubs. all I know about it is nubs. Nubs Honestly, Nation. that's all you need. Nubs Nation is I, strong. I saw them when I was scrolling through the channel guide. It, Young Jedi Adventures was on Disney Channel and Disney XD, I think. Oh, great. On both. Like, they Good. kept showing it like back-to-back. So they're out there in the wild in the network, actually, instead of just the, just the streaming network. Get all the money. Because I will say, <laughs> I started watching the first one. I was a little busy, and I had to go because these shows, I will say, know exactly who their audience is as we assume they did. And if they're not for you, that's okay. They're fun, animated shorts. The voice acting is fun. The animation's really solid. And I have seen a lot of people on Twitter and online showing pictures of, like, their kids being like, oh, this is their first ever Star Wars. And I'm like, I never thought about that. Because my dumb brain is like, oh, if you know what High Republic is, then you'll watch it. No, these are probably children, Will, Eric. Interesting. Um, We'll watch the cartoon. Um... I think that's so fun. It's the introduction to Star Wars. Isn't that crazy to think about? Like we yeah. have so much content now and like the first introduction to Star Wars could be this show. And yeah. This is the age group. Like can you imagine yeah. I just can't imagine what, what what will like a lot of these fans all these kids will grow up to be Star Wars fans. Like what is it yeah. gonna be like? Like they're just gonna be like when they realize that they can watch Star Wars, they're gonna freak out because there's so yeah. much of it. Yeah. Well it's I think it's gonna be funny about. you know in, in Empire when Luke lands on Dagobah and he's like, oh, you seek Yoda. Yeah, I'm looking for this great warrior. These kids are going to be like, oh, it's from the, my show. That's Yoda. Why doesn't he know who Yoda is? <laughs> and then he like, starts wrestling R2-D2 for a granola bar, and they're like, what happened to this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Where's he Kai Brightstar? He steals that sausage link out of Luke's like little little <laughs> breakfast tray thing that, look, that looks disgusting. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, gross. Absolutely. But I think I that's know. just so fun, like and 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 I and I will say, even if you're an adult, um, I shout out to our buddies uh, Alex and Molly Damon over at Star Wars Explained. Uh, they did a really great video this weekend about can you enjoy Young Jedi Adventures if you are an adult. Um, so go check that out. I think Alex made some really great points about it. Again, not every Star Wars is gonna be for everybody, as we're talking about all the time. But if you want to throw it on, have a good time. Um, and the final thing I want to highlight as far as free Star Wars content is this Saturday was free comic book day where you can go to your local comic book shop, pick up some legitimately no-strings-attached free comics, 
And while you're there, maybe spend a little money to support the shop. Uh, but most importantly, we got an issue of the young... Uh, oh my gosh, no. The High Republic Adventures. It's... Phase. Wave. All the words suck. Um, <laughs> the High Republic Adventures. And this was important in Free Comic Book Day because this is the Phase 1 kids. This was Lula Telesola. This was Zine. This was Crix. These were the folks from there. And yes, as JG said in the chat, this free comic book issue was insanely good guys like this is as good as the higher public adventures was back in phase one which was one of the sleeper hits of the year um if you haven't gotten it i do believe check your local comic book shop they might have extras but i do believe a lot of the free comics become um available digitally a couple weeks after free comic book day so if you were a fan of higher public adventures and didn't make it to your local keep an eye out for this story because it it legitimately ties into the end of phase one. Like, not in a way you, where you're probably oh. going to miss huge story plot points necessarily, but very emotional, very well written and drawn, and it was absolutely free. So, shout out to Daniel Jose Older and Harvey Tolabao for absolutely delivering. And just a reminder, uh, I, I need phase three to to start immediately. Um, so, shout out. Really great stuff. All right. So, that's some future Star Wars that's coming out. But I want to talk to you guys about some present Star Wars. Because we have talked in the last couple months about a lot of projects. Uh, we've talked about like The Mandalorian. we talked about the upcoming movies. And with a lot of projects, I feel like we, we kind of we ebb and flow in what's really hitting for us. Because of our show, because of our format, because of our community, all of you whom we love, we do try to cover everything possible. Naturally, that means we're not going to love every single thing. And sometimes we hit a thing that we're not going to like as much for a long time. And you can forget how much you necessarily are obsessed with this universe. So I thought it would be fun tonight for all of us to kind of share at this moment in time, May 8th, 2023. What is the thing that is really fueling that Star Wars flame for us? What is that thing that when you think about it is like Star Wars is amazing. I remember why I do this every week. I remember why I love this universe so much and why. Um, and then we can all just kind of celebrate what we're loving, you know, very simplistically. And given that I do believe it's halftime at the moment, Charles, I'd love to start with you. <laughs> Get me while I'm good, On right? <laughs> Get me while I can still pay attention. All right. So this may not come as a surprise to anybody who has watched more than five episodes of this show, but I am a massive Obi-Wan Kenobi fan, and so what I chose to talk about tonight was the Disney Plus Kenobi series. Now, why is that? I thought about a lot of different things, by the way. I messaged you guys about these things. I Mm -hmm. thought about the High Republic. I thought about Visions, even though I haven't watched season two yet. I thought about Jedi Survivor, even though I just started it last night. But there were good reasons to pick all of those things. But when it came down to it, I tried to think about what was I most excited about in recent memory, and it was still that series. And what's interesting is it wasn't, I don't think, the best made series. I don't think it was the best written series, but I do think far and away it was the most exciting series for me. And it's because it brought back something that was so important to me. And yes, partially, you know, that's actually Ewan McGregor as. Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it also it was just like this incredible love letter to everything that had come before. Because I think that a lot of times with 
these type of stories, it's always about like, and then what happened, and then what happened. It's like the it's like the drive through scene in Dude, Where's My Car? Okay, <laughs> and then like everyone wants to know yeah. what is next, but you gotta take a second, you gotta step back, and you gotta look at what came before. And this yeah. series was such a love letter to the prequels in particular, which for I know all of us and a lot of people listening was Star Wars to us at a certain point. I mean, that was the first time that a lot of us remember going to the theater, you know, with our friends or with our parents or whoever it is and and watching these movies and really falling in love with the Star Wars galaxy. And so, you know, while I know there's a lot of technical critiques you can make about it, I know there are a lot of people out there who think that, oh, they shouldn't have done, you know, Young Leia or whatever it is. You cannot deny that this was, I mean, just an incredible undertaking to go back and say, hey, look at this story. Look at these characters again. They're so, so, so important. And at the end of the day, I had a blast. I mean, I that was a show that I was not willing to miss before going to work. I was getting up. I was watching it yeah. every single time an episode came out. I mean, yes. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Obi-Wan Vader stuff, to me never ever ever gets old so the fact that they could actually introduce new chapters into their rivalry was just i mean chills even thinking about it right this second yeah i feel like whenever i see on twitter like either a gif or a video clip of that scene of like like anakin is gone i am what remains like that Mm. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I I got chills as I See? said the lines. Yes. Like, it, it it's it is that remembrance of. Listen, guys. Do you remember when Ewan McGregor was crying and said, "I'm sorry, Anakin," to his face, and we were all up before work. Like that moment was <laughs> such an emblematic moment of like why we do this. And I think you're so right, Charles. Yeah. I remember like every week. I remember getting in, getting excited. To not only talk with you guys about it, but also just to sit in my solitude and experience this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, we, we always say, like, oh, well, it's, it's been a year or so out. Yeah, but the prequels have been around for 20-plus years, and we're still yeah. feeling that. And this series really does bring that feeling back. Yeah. And, I mean, it's the most – do you guys remember some of the discussions we had? I mean, it's the most sadistic that we've seen Darth Vader. Like, he was downright yes. – horrifying in that series when he lit the fire that and then dragged obi-wan through. i mean like when he was when he was when he was killing those citizens in the street and literally just dragging that lady along through the street i think it was a lady whoever some random person like i mean it was Mm -hmm. dark it was really 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 dark and i mean that it, it just i don't know really hammered home where vader is in that point in the timeline so much and of course it was great to have Ewan back like let's let's go back to that for a minute let's talk about how important (laughs) it was actually to have Ewan McGregor back and maybe even more so than him because I think he had generally a very favorable experience filming the prequels um how about Hayden Christensen like the fact that he was willing to come back and and now has been embraced so much by the community. I mean, he's literally moved to tears now when you see him yeah. at Celebration or doing these interviews. Yeah. It just goes to show that a lot of times we're so quick to judge something 
maybe not us. We were kids when these things came out. But but as a fandom, we're really, really quick to judge something, say that's how I feel about that thing, and to move on. And while that's not a bad thing, like if you don't enjoy something and it's fine to move on, like you mm-hmm. gotta have an open mind about revisiting. Like look what happened to us when we revisited uh, the the episode nine, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I mean, we had a much different discussion the second time around. Not to say that you know it became our favorite movie, but to revisit it and to see, hey, there's a lot of merit here, mm-hmm. it is really important, and especially when there was so much vitriol for the prequels. I mean, yeah. to, to the fact that we have Ahmed Best talking about contemplating suicide. I mean, like this was wow. an insane. Yeah insanely negative response and now look at people are celebrating these shows these books in the same time period continuing the stories of these characters i mean just night and day difference yeah and and, and it has such a real world effect like you're saying with with you and never hitting up a celebration and now every time he comes out he's like when's the next one i'll see you next year i'm gonna do it and like and now hayden Hayden is like properly on the festival circuit like Like he's going to fan expos like i know yeah he's moved to tears on the star wars stage this year and like yeah i don't know it's i'm i'm with you like like obi-wan was not the was not the best produced show we've gotten so far right like the 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 cgi had a lot of problems some of the dialogue was a little wooden like like uh i'm still a little iffy about reva was that her name Reva, yeah, Reva as a character. Reva McIntyre, yeah, Reva, Reva, Reva McIntyre, yeah, for sure. Uh, Delilah, Um, you know, she. uh, (laughs) I'm still a little iffy about her as a character, a little bit in her story and in the writing of the show to some degree. And it it was, it's. I still agree that it's a little (laughs) controversial to put Obi Wan and Anakin uh, fighting each other again. You know, it kind of affects that moment in Episode Four a little bit. So, but all that, uh, all that aside. Oh my god. All that aside, there was so much nostalgia in this show. It made up for all of that just in droves. Like I didn't care about any of that stuff while we were watching this show. Mm-mm. I didn't care about the CGI. I didn't care you about the You have to think about it. You have right. to like make yourself think about okay, what might be bad about that? Because you're just in it. Right. It just I mean, sucked it, us, it, it sucked it, us in so hard. I just like I just this is this has been the most emotional show that I think that yeah. we have all watched together because like easily. I don't know. It just all prequel kids, I guess. And I just didn't realize that this was going to hit me the way it did. Like, it was a big moment when Mandalorian came out and we finally got live-action Star Wars. But this show hit me in a place that I didn't think it was possible to get to get hit in, I guess. And yeah. Right. That's, yeah. The, yeah, if, that's the thing is if – because let's focus on what is the question, right? What is Star Wars to you right now? Yeah. And yeah, everyone listening to this show oh, can have <laughs> – Everyone listening to the show can have a different answer to that question, and you're right, right? But, like, what made me say it has to be this for me is, like, this this series was what I wanted since the prequels ended. You know what I mean? Like, it was like that pipe dream that I was, like, never going to happen. Okay, cool. And then I remember where I was when Ewan McGregor came out on the stage and said that he was back. Like <laughs> I, I broke I, my lamp. You guys remember this? Yeah. I yeah. yeah. Like, you in, are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi? And you couldn't even Again. hear her say, you couldn't even hear her say Kenobi. Like, yeah. like right. are you going to play Obi-Wan? And then Obi-Wan. the crowd drowned her out. Like, that's and then he just goes, 
Yes. <laughs> and then, like, I know. I also remember exactly where I was because I watched yeah, it on a too. phone. Exactly. I did too. I watched on a phone in the apartment that I was in at the time. Yeah. In residency. But it's like, yeah. it's, it really was like the realization of a pipe dream at that point. And it lived up to the hype for me. Like make whatever yes. qualms you want about the series. It hit every emotional note for me that it needed to. And it was a whole experience, man. So like that is going to stick with me for a long time. Mm. Yeah. And it, it finally solidified the Anakin Skywalker as the man and Darth Vader in the suit as the same yep. person. So that's, yep. Kind of what I remember saying, like if if I can see Anakin, like in the suit with the helmet off, that's gonna help me a lot. But this like went above and beyond yeah, what did. I wanted. I mean, like half his face in the bat. I mean, it was great. And the voice, half of his voice as a human, and half of his voice as the like animatronic vocoder. So absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> that was such a great piece to put into that show. Oh, great way to I, start, Charles. I I kind of want to. I kind of want to. Uh, go after Charles. Like, I think mine kind of bounces off of that yeah. a little bit because come I come at me, uh, bro. That's you say, Charls. <laughs> I know. Talk about come your after love. You, dude. Say it, say Be it, more Charles. emotional than Charles freaking, with Obi Wan. I fucking dare freaking you. say it in my face. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I want to go after that because um, my own personal relationship with Star Wars has really changed over the years because. I started a company and a project with a bunch of my friends that is solidified and surrounded by Star Wars, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. Star Wars is literally part of my life every single day, but not in the same way it is for maybe our listeners or, like, you know, a casual fan that just likes the content. Because, like, it is business a little bit for me, right? Like, and, and yes, that has taken some of the fun out of it, right? That... Like, I'm having to think about how we're going to succeed and how we're going to make money and how we're going to pay people and how we're going to sell more books and sell courses. You know, I'm having to think about that sort of stuff a little bit. So for me, I have to have this sort of meta relationship with Star Wars a little bit that, like, I really have to emotionally prepare myself to get sucked into those, like, really key moments, like in Obi-Wan and and, and Mandalorian and that sort of thing. And... We had two things kind of happen simultaneously in the last, like, two weeks in Star Wars. Um, one is it's, like, the three or two or whatever year anniversary of the beginning and the or the ending of the Ahsoka arc in Season 7 of the Clone Wars. Mm. That anniversary was, oh, like, right. a, yep. like, last <clears throat> week, uh, three years. right? Three years, yeah. Yeah, three-year anniversary was that last week. And wow. this is completely accidental, I'm sure, but... And they put Return of the Jedi back in theaters, like select theaters yeah. and stuff. And this has all been in the last week. And this is this really beautiful meta experience that I have with Star Wars is because, like, it's not necessarily the content itself that got me so excited about this. It's just, mm-hmm. like, seeing multiple generations be able to experience that childlike wonder and sense of nostalgia, <laughs> like at the same time against yeah. ab- about content that's literally decades apart in creation. Yet seeing something like the anniversary of X, the, the anniversary of this show or this movie, like it still hits you just as hard, but like it depends what age you saw that in. Right. So it was just so cool seeing all this footage resurface of like people reacting to Return of the Jedi, like when they walked out of the theaters. You guys seen those videos floating around? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 
they're so hilarious. Like all these like super nerds, and there's such a huge generational gap now that all these like like they're boomers now, right? Like all these all these they were kids though. They were like, yeah, Yeah. it was good, but it was also fantastic. Like just hearing the people talk about it is just it feels otherworldly, and like sort of seeing that happen in real time with the anniversary of the Ahsoka arc in Clone Wars because we all kind of had that reaction to that show, right? And yeah. I don't know. It's just it's it's it never it never it never uh, stops astounding me that like Star Wars is just so multi generational and that like so many different people can experience this same thing and get different values from it. And like I think that's why I still like doing this every single day is because like it's not just about enjoying the content anymore for me. It's about making sure everybody else is able to find something they can enjoy. And like, like getting prequel kids reaction to Obi-Wan, like that is like, it feels like that's my mission is to like get everybody (laughs) to be able to have that sort of experience about something. And I just, I think that is what star Wars is to me. It's that it's this multi-generational culturally important, like, human experiment <laughs> about media consumption is what Star Wars is. And it's just so incredible seeing the little kids at celebration and seeing the grandparents like going to the movies with their grandkids and like I just freaking love that about Star Wars. That it's just so so many different people in so many different places in their life stage are able to experience the universe and uh it's cool. It's cool. It was cool seeing those two projects, kind of the anniversary of those projects, kind of be backed up against each other. So, yeah, that was really. I think cool. that's one of the cool things about Star Wars that, that that the community as a whole really embraces is is the legacy of it. You know, there's a reason yeah. mm-hmm. we we ask every single interviewee that we have about their legacy. You know, because we think that that's such a cornerstone of Star Wars. And you know, when, when people talk about the Star Wars community. Sometimes that gets conflated with the online Star Wars community or the yeah. toxic Twitter, Twitter. YouTube, that's what we're talking about Twitter, times, Twitter right? YouTube, TikTok, whatever it is. Like, that's it. But you're so right. The community is everyone that was at Celebration. The community is every family that watched Clone Wars together. The community is everyone that went to an AMC to see Return of the Jedi, whether for the 40th time or the first time. Right. And... You're part of the community. Like, it doesn't matter what you've consumed. You're part of the yes. community. If you've consumed Star Wars concept, content, you're part of the Star Wars community. And that's like, that's a crazy thought. <laughs> like, what yeah, percentage what percentage of the Earth's population has seen a Star Wars? Like, it's probably Many. pretty damn high, it's high, to be honest. It's very high. Right? It's probably <laughs> pretty damn high. Like, some yeah, everybody yeah. has seen something. Like, Darth Vader something. is arguably the most identifiable villain of all time. Like probably. Yeah. Y- yeah, it's and that this is this is a crazy thought, man. It's a crazy thought that like that so many like when we are a hun- when we were like on our deathbed, right? All of us, the four of us here. Together, same us, bed. Like in so, like in Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Don't don't. <laughs> some of us some of us earlier than others, right? What? Some of us closer <laughs> than others, huh? <laughs> Corey, Wes saw uh, Return of the Jedi in the theaters originally, okay? Like, we forget about this. We are all going to be old and decrepit and demented in a nursing home one day, and people are still going to be watching Star Wars, guys. Yep. And that is an insane thought. Like We are what they like, grow beyond. 
Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. It's like it's just it's just an insane thought that we're like, wow, it's really cool seeing the video footage from Return of the Jedi. One day, someone's gonna be like, it's the hundredth episode of the release of Episode Four. Like, holy shit, that's yep. just like a that's just a yeah. mind blowing thought. Yeah. Like, seriously, well, there's a history now, right? Because yeah. it's it's all, like you were saying, like your grandparents can can share these experiences with you, and it's almost not quite, but it's almost on par with like sports. How your grandpa took your, you know, took his grandson to go see a baseball game. He's yeah. like that person down there, the coach used to play when I played, or when I was, uh, when I was watching in your age, and in, in these exact seats, kind of just giving them that same experience they were trying, they had back when they were little kids. So yeah, you can do this now because there is such a, there's such a deep history, and it's kept going on and on. I think, I mean. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but Star Trek has the same thing as well. Yeah, I mean, they have well, content, absolutely. but they're, they, absolutely. they have a history best, as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, do you, do you think any of my cousins have any conception that they will be the ones to, to show their kids Star Wars for the first time? Like, absolutely not. That's you know, crazy. like, that's mm. my job. And I think that's like, and I also love that it, it's so fun that you did go right after Charles, Corey, because you, like, Charles, yours is... Like, Obi-Wan is such a great moment of, like, connection from this point to this point, and it's such an emotional, intimate experience. Whereas, like, Corey, you're, you're feeling right now for Star Wars, Star Wars is the macro of it. It's, it's yeah. the, the all-encompassing feeling that isn't just a thing. And I, and I think that if, if you guys viewing or listening are <clears throat> having a moment where you're like, I don't know if I want to watch anything right now. I don't know if I'm in the mood for Star Wars. What am, why, why do I not want to consume something? Watch, like... The compilation videos of celebration they release after each one. Yeah. Like watch no. those people screaming for panels and dressing up in cosplay and hugging each other. Like take three minutes and you're back in, baby. Like that is. Yeah, I know. It's instant. Yeah. It's instant. Yeah, it really is. There's just so ah, much content what, too. There's so much content and yeah. like I what's uh, another crazy thought kind of along these lines too is eventually. Eventually, they're going to cross the threshold with the content creation in our lifetime, maybe even. We're like, there's too much content that like it is not in a hundred years from now, there might be so much Star Wars content that like you can't consume it all anymore. Like, yep, because there's 5000 books and 20,000 hours of live action TV and uh, 57 movies like. Someone's like, you want to you want to be a Star Wars fan? Well, you better pick like the forty percent that you're able to consume because <laughs> right. like there's literally too much of it. Like, yeah. you could just do nothing else but read Star Wars books for the rest of your life and never run yeah. out of fiction. You like, should check out utini.com. They have a timeline yeah. well, divided into forty seven different eras. Uh, in- <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you also have to you, to to use the timeline though. You have to like buy a hard website, a hard a hard drive from our website. We mail you the hard drive <laughs> oh, and you no. plug it in. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. You have to plug it in your computer because you know. There's so much. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I love that. All right, Crazy Wes. What, what's what's your Star Wars right now? So we got the Obi Wan show. Wes is gonna be like, well, Clone Wars is pretty good. I liked it. I like the Clone Wars. <laughs> No, I, I see you in the outline, Wes. You're pulling past and future. So what's what's, yes. what's your Star Wars right now? And I'm and I'm glad Jared showed up in the chat too. He might be able to help me with uh, he felt it with what's yes <laughs> with with what's exciting me now. Um, so Star Wars Celebration is kind of uh, 
fresh on the mind, I guess you could say. So um, we did get a new timeline where it gave us some of the uh, eras that we already know, which is the High Republic, Fall of the Jedi, Age of Rebellion, Rise of the First Order, all that good stuff. Um, but we got some new ones that tie in, I hope, to Legends content. So um, the very first era in the timeline that they uh, described was Dawn of the Jedi. So Dawn of the Jedi is, correct me if I'm wrong, is A, it's a book for Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void, mm-hmm. you nailed I believe. It. That's it. Um, and then there's like a comic series, right? Mm-hmm. There that is. That is yep. Dawn of the Jedi. Yep. Okay. So I'm um, acutely aware of these things, but because... We, at The Living Force, we uh, cover the canon books, so uh, about 30 days after they come out. Um, we have roundtables, reviews, all that good stuff. I don't have time to read Legends books. My first step into Star Wars books was Legends, so I did get, um, I did get like a, a, good, a good lesson um, with the um, first original Thrawn trilogy, but there is vast amounts of books that um, I've been aware of now. Thank you to Legends Look Back, our show on Thursday nights at 8.30 p.m. Central Time, nice. the real time. Um, but um, there's also another timeline of the New Jedi Order, which is hopefully it's going to it's going to be involved with Rey, but how does that tie into the New Jedi Order Legends books, or does it even at all? So um, that whole series, I looked it up. Um, somebody told someone said it was is more than I thought, but it's nineteen books, correct? Nineteen books, and there's like, it's like a novella like or some, two in there, accompanying material. Which is a, which is it's, a what, it's, Wes? Oh, it's nineteen books, I think, with the novellas. If with I the novellas, correctly. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like two of them. It's nineteen with novellas. I think okay. so. So I could be, I might be wrong. Jared will correct me <laughs> yes. if I'm wrong, but I think it's nineteen with the yeah. novellas. So when you say it's a nineteen uh, book series, I feel like, I think you're exaggerating a little bit because it. Okay. Yeah, but still. <clears throat> Because I can't pronounce the word of a nineteen-sided polygon. It's a Ina Ina Decagon. Ina Decagon. Sure. I still right. count it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so that I because I I know a little bit about Legends books. I know a little bit about the titles of Legends books. I saw these come across the timeline. I'm just like, are they picking information from these books? Are they going to take stories from these books and? exacerbate them or elaborate on them or canonize them somehow, um, which made me curious to read these books to so that I can get some kind of frame of reference, yeah. right? So if something comes across in the Moon movies that come out or TV shows um, that kind of hints on these particular characters or plot lines or storylines um, or even just like a setting, I would be like, ah, I'm really glad I read that because it helps me understand like the just a, a visual aspect before the movie even comes out. And then I can have a conversation with Jared, and, you know, he'll just let me know exactly how it's supposed to be. But um, the Legends content is is vast, it to is. say the least. Yeah. And um, yeah. because, you know, what on TLF we usually get into canon books, but I would love to get into more Legends. Um, that way I could have, a, a like, like I said, a larger frame of reference and, you know, read some of those outlandish stories that I hope come to the... I guess come to the cinematic movie experience that we see in Star Wars right now. Yeah, and I, and I, what do y'all think? 
I, I love that idea because it, it shows it shows that Star Wars is about so many things, but ultimately it is about hope and possibility. Yeah. Because yeah. I think one of the great things about branding Legends Legends was that it opened up possibility that everything in Legends could have happened until it couldn't. There's always a possibility, you know what I mean? And I think like, you know, are we gonna get into the to the new Jedi Order movie and raise like, all right. So while I was training Finn to be a master, we found the secret solo twins. Like no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? Oh, can you imagine? Um, solo twins. It's but like I think that there's for people that have actually been enjoying the new content, like 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 our buddy Jared on Legends Look Back. Jared has read every single piece of canon media that exists. Like he's done it, and. As a reader of that, he knows just how many ties and nods to Legends there have been in so many things. And I think that's what's so exciting about it. I mean, Ahsoka said the words heir to the Empire in the Ahsoka trailer. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? So there's no reason why they couldn't do more. But I think your, your point, Wes, is great that it's so cool to think about this. But it's also not a necessity for it to happen. It's just really mm-hmm. cool if it does. And I think that's the balance yeah. to strike that makes it all really exciting for me, at least. Well, and it's showing you that there the, it was if there was that wall between canon and legends with Disney that they have started chipping away at that broke it down whatever you want to call it and they can actually bring some of those ideas over to canon and use them and then give you know the author or um, or the creators some of that credit right for creating right. that that uh, information that you know would be great canonized yeah yeah Zon's getting some checks. And what, what is interesting, I think, and I'm going to say this now, Eric, before you go, just in case it doesn't fit mm-hmm. the theme, look how all of our answers in one way or another are talking about the generational nature of these stories and yeah, how you true. celebrate what comes before yeah. and you push the boundary for what comes ahead. Mine, being Kenobi, was just my personal experience with that. It was the selfish version. Corey's was the altruistic version, just hoping everyone has that experience. <laughs> Wes is pointing out all the stuff that they're bringing from the old days that people fell in love with and was Star Wars to them and reintroducing that to future generations and into future stories. I mean, it's that is what drives this entire saga is family and is and is, you know, celebrating what came before. Yeah. Mine's not about that at all. I know. (laughs) I read the outline. (laughs) All right, yeah. So, well, what is it? <laughs> okay, yeah. So here, I'll, I'll I'll wrap us up with with what what Star Wars <laughs> to me right now. Um, so I I have found that since I experienced this particular Star Wars project without hyperbole, and I and I really truly mean this, <laughs> I'm hyperbolic sucks. on this show a lot. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. So I I'm very hyperbolic on this show sometimes. And I have a lot of fun in in the most earnest way. This project I'm going to talk about, I think, is the most well-crafted, well-executed piece of Star Wars media I've ever experienced and one of the best pieces of media I've had in my life as a whole. And it has maintained its fire since it came out. And if you've ever listened to this show, you know immediately that for me, I'm talking about Andor. Um, Andor what? And or <laughs> season two, I guess. And or this. And or... <laughs> Damn, Charles, you didn't miss be with that. No Andor. <laughs> that was great. No Andor. No Andors. Um, so, to, to, for the brief context, for folks that may not have been around uh, when this show came out, Andor was the show 
I and all of us were like, all right. Couldn't hurt, I guess. Like, I was in no way excited for this show <laughs> on a superhuman level. I was like, eh, I liked Rogue One a lot. It's really great. Why not? Um, but Andor, for me, really put Star Wars, a thing that I love, in an echelon of prestige craft and media, which I also love, and finally allowed me to unite worlds that I did not know I was keeping separate. In my mind. Now, we can all love many things. I think that some like you can like some things that are fun, some things that you love, you may not think are the best, but are your favorites. All of those excuses aside, those are all fine. You know, I don't watch every piece of media or read every book for the same reason. But for me, Andor, every episode I watched made me realize that I could live in the universe that I loved more than anything, which is Star Wars. And I didn't have to do make a single concession over watching a show like a Succession or Mad Men or Breaking Bad where I'm like, these actors deserve Emmys. This writing is striking. Like, when I heard Nemec's manifesto monologue and saw the framing of the shots and listened to Nicholas Patel's score under it, I sat in awe of what was being created in front of me. And I was like, this is... Star Wars still and it just blew me away and I think every single thing I've heard about it since then every tease of every character every Funko I, there's been three mates three of them <laughs> of B2 Andor and Vel like every single piece of Andor media that's come out has filled me with this energy and this exuberance of realizing that this level of craft is being applied to something that I love and have loved for decades Yet, as a person that is, is 31 and that appreciates, like, I watch Succession every Sunday night, and I, I love this windy dialogue and these morally reprehensible people now and then, the fact that these two worlds could converge are something that not only did I not expect, but something it's something that I didn't think could exist. Um, and I never conceived of existing before Andor. And for that reason, that show has basically made Star Wars bigger to me. Somehow, I've now been able to be like, you know what? These next three movies, I don't know what they can be because Andor is a show that they made. So now it's not just it might not just be like first act, second act, big battle, third act, first act, second act, big battle, third act, which is fun. Mm, And I like it quite a bit. But this show changed my life and understanding of a thing that I had already had three tattoos of on my body. I know. So, like, it's it's it was like not campy. And Star Wars is campy. Yeah. Like it's always been campy. Yes. Like like Star Wars that, that. even with with all yeah, exactly. That is the brand. So with like, all the content and projects that there are, like n- there's not a single one of them that's like just knock your socks off cinematically film nerd pleasing, yep. right? But well, Andor was that. And can I tell you, Eric, why I think what you're saying actually does fit into the theme that I was talking about? It's that this absolutely that that series opened doors to telling different types of Star Wars stories, exactly like you're talking yeah. about, and therefore made it more accessible to more people. Yep. Right? Yep. So it's not just hey, you have to really like this story about the Skywalkers. No, you know, it. You don't even have to like Jedi. Like you can just like this, like spy action thriller that's written really well like there's yeah all and that was just the first example like 
yes, they tried to branch out a little bit with the Star Wars story movies, right? Like mm-hmm. Solo was definitely very different in a lot of ways from, from the episodic yeah. films. But at the end of the day, yep. they were trying to strike the same chords. Andor, from the beginning, was its own thing. Didn't yeah. try to be anything that came before. Just wanted to tell its own story. And yeah. like you said, that has laid the groundwork for future projects to do the same thing. And therefore, mm-hmm. you know, allow more people into this. Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent point. I. <laughs> it's a blessing it, it, and a curse, it, it, though, at the same time, though. Because, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. We, we, like, because we didn't know that it was possible to do that with Star Wars, that, like, now we do know it's possible to do it. So oh, yeah. well, now we're going to yeah. expect it. It's, no, it has, it's, it's not that yeah. I expect it. I just it's I want some it. Enjoyment. I want it. I yeah. want it because now I now I know what I don't have a little bit. I guess like yeah. is, is that sensation of like you don't know what you have until it's gone, sort of thing. So like yeah, mm-hmm. well it's that I and just, it's you loved what came before. So now it's yeah, the, there's that like tiny little tiny threat. I, not that it's truly a threat, but that maybe there's going to be more Star Wars that I don't like and that I do have yeah, to right. move on from. Right? right. But at the yeah. same time, if it brings more people into the fold, then it's hard to argue with that. Yeah. And I think that's the key is that, you know, my, my love of because there's a lot of people out there that, you know, <laughs> loved Andor that have taken Andor as an excuse to hate a lot of things very vocally and i think that you know who would hate that is diego luna and tony gilroy like who made andor that's not the point right now has my love of andor been so high that in retrospect or subsequently have other projects not really hit that same level and not giving me that joy yeah and that's why for this episode andor is my star wars right now like that is Mm. that's hitting me that that's bringing me to to a 10 out of 10 and others might give me to like a six or a seven and that's okay that's fine you know we watch and read everything. If we didn't, maybe I'd be a little more selective about it. But that that 10 out of 10 for me doesn't make anything else dimmer. It just makes it brighter. And I think that's yeah. also what Andor has taught me is that I can love this so much and how wonderful that is, you know, that, that just pure and simple. You know, uh, Charles, you talked about we didn't miss a single Wednesday morning waking up for Obi-Wan. That's how I felt for Andor. Every single morning I set an alarm to go to the gym Eight times out of ten, I do not go. I hit a snooze, and I just keep going. <laughs> I set an alarm for Andor. I was up before the alarm went off every single week. I was up. I, I got the coffee. I was on the couch. I didn't care how much sleep I got because I was getting the new chapter of this. And that was the thing that got me. And I think for everyone watching and listening, there is something in Star Wars that is that for you. That gets you on the couch or that gets you excited, gets you on YouTube. Whatever it is, there is something that you can't wait to consume or talk about and whatever that is if you haven't felt it in a while and you really want to it's out there it absolutely is it's not even like a try to find it it's a guarantee if you're here loving star wars maybe there's an episode of a podcast you want to go back to maybe there's a book you want to reread maybe there's a trailer for a show that like you watched and you can't wait for like maybe you want to go rewatch the footage of daisy ridley walking back on stage when they announce ray is back like there's always something that will bring you back to that 10 out of 10. And you may not always need it, but I think I just want to remind us that it's there. You know, maybe I'm going to go mm-hmm. watch um, the Eye episode again and just remember that visual of them flying through the stars on Aldani. Maybe I want to go watch the Narkina 5 stuff again and watch that speech from Kina Loy and Luthan Rail. Like, 
Maybe you want to go see Dr. Quad Paw perform surgery without Me? gloves. Without I mean, gloves. <laughs> you know? Licks his finger. Disgusting. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that went further yeah. than I anticipated. There's just always, there's always Details, boys. Those are on the outtakes. Yeah. <laughs> he was almost named Dr. Sticky Fingers, but he was named Dr. Quad Paw instead. Dusty. And he stole his money. <laughs> he woke if, up and the wallet was gone. If somehow <laughs> you're still here after that, here's what I ask you for, everyone watching and listening. Whatever your Star Wars thing is right now that is lighting a fire, and if it is one of the most recent ones, if it is Vision Season 2, Mando Season 3, Young Jedi Adventures, Path of Vengeance, whatever it is, let us know. I want to hear what is really getting you and why. Leave a comment. Let us know in Discord. Tweet at us. You know how to get a hold of us. All those different things. But I got to say, guys, hey, uh, frankly, I want to go revisit your stuff. Corey, I want to go watch videos of people's celebrations and those Return of the Jedi things. Wes, I want to go back into – I have the whole new Jedi Order over here on my shelf. I want to go check it out. God dang, Charles, you know I'm going to go watch that scene. What's wrong here again with Obi-Wan? Yeah. There's just so much good, good, amazing stuff. Um. Sounding off in the chat, Brotherhood, High Republic, yes. Just yes to all. Yeah, Brotherhood's so good. D, all of the above. <laughs> ah, that's great. Thank you guys for playing along. Thank all of you for, for hanging out and supporting this. Um, quick note, next week, um, I won't be here. I'm going to be traveling back from Batu itself. That's right, I'm going to Disney World next weekend for a little bit. Um, so stay tuned for that. I'll be posting updates and stuff. Uh, going to, my, my first time at Batu East, they call it. So I've been to Batu West <laughs> before. Yeah. So I've never been. Um, here, here, here's the vibes I need from y'all. Apparently, so there's this drink you can get, which is calf, right? Cold brew calf on, on, on Batu with Cocoa Puffs in it. But if they get rid of the Cocoa Puffs, or they run out of Cocoa Puffs, they put Oreo pieces in it. I need all of you just to hope that they run out of Cocoa Puffs for me. Uh, <laughs> because I cannot wait. But stay tuned. Um, I hope you guys have a great show next week. I'm very excited. Um, There's a show next week because you're here or not here. Yeah, there are always. We, as Mark Zuckerberg said in the social network, we never crash ever. We don't go down ever. <laughs> except for the few weeks when we do. <laughs> but on that note... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be with y'all next week as an audience member because that will do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. If you support the Utini Academy, thank you so much. We hope you're enjoying all the resources over there. A special thank you to Brian Julie, Earl Q, Carl Sander, and Zach W. on our Jedi High Council, and James T., Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Corey M. Helton. Charles is at C. Hankel. Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for potting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out. And as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember... 
The Force will be with you, always.